0: Hello listeners and welcome to Top Shouts by Crossbow Labs. Today we have a very interesting episode coming up as we are going to talk about cloud adoption in the BFSI sector. And joining us on Top Shouts is Mrs. Swati Anuj Arya. Swati has drawn many feathers in her cap, be it as an InfoSec professional or a trainer speaker. She has over 10 years of experience in dealing with various financial regulations and compliance standards across the banking and non-banking spaces. Currently, she's working as a Financial Services Client Specialist for one of the leading cloud service providers in India where she guides the industry verticals such as banks, IT organizations, service providers, payment gateways and e-commerce companies to deliver business objectives, make security transformations, follow regulatory compliance and governance standards, do data center security assessments and so on. She has also been a representative in regional and global forums such as PCI-APAC community meetings and ISAKA chapters. And I'm really looking forward to having her views on the topic of discussion today. So let's get started.
1: Thanks Nivedita.
0: Thanks a lot for such a beautiful introduction. I'm good. Thanks. Now cloud adoption is without doubt the way to go. But the banking sector has still by and large stayed away from it. If we start from a technology perspective also this move can be difficult because the usage of legacy applications is greater in the banking industry as compared to any other industry they work on highly customized applications and it is a general benchmark that it typically takes years to implement and stabilize a core banking solution so how does cloud service provider assist in this transition this transition or this migration is less to do
1: with the technology and it's more on the cultural and people side but if you are talking specifically about the technology part i'll say banks are moving towards digitalization and they are focusing on the customer experience and these surrounding applications are cloud compatible and these applications can communicate with the core banking applications with the api calls and different means of communications but for core applications i completely understand that banks need some time some of the banks are doing the re-engineering work and they are redesigning their applications and they're looking for migration options for the core banking applications as well from the cloud provider side, providers can give a compatible solutions which are compatible with the banking industry they can help their teams especially applications and migration teams to learn about the cloud. They can help in training them. And they can also talk with the senior leadership and the uh, technology leaders to convince them that the cloud is a long way and it's a future, it is new normal. So I think with these parameters, banking sector can see a tremendous migration speed and pace for the banking applications as well.
0: Swati, let's address the elephant in the room now. The most important question that pops up when we say cloud adoption is data localization. Now, RBI has clear guidelines that data should be stored locally and knowledge of where the data is being stored. How does a public cloud model address this problem?
1: You are right, Nivedita, that this question is very important and I get this question from most of the customers that are going for the cloud. So if you'll see the RBI guideline, which came in 1718, it talked about data localization for a particular set of data, which was payment transaction and settlement data. And in 2019, they came up with a clarification where they have categorized it into three categories. When it's a domestic transaction, the data has to be stored only in India. When payment and transaction data is Processed outside India. The processing of the data is allowed outside India. Condition is that data need to be brought back within 24 hours and the foreign copy of the data need to be deleted. For cross-border transaction data, they said that a copy of the transaction data can be stored outside India as well. Similarly other regulators also have certain data localization requirements for a particular set of data and this is very important when we are talking about cloud adoption and data localization we need to understand clearly what is a set of data that is going to be hosted in the cloud and based on that they can decide most of these cloud providers they have option of choosing the uh, location of the data so customers will have complete ownership where they can decide where their data will be stored and they can implement technical controls to ensure that data remains in a chosen location. So there are enough controls, but talking about specific to data localization, other than increasing the cost, it is not that favorable in terms of cybersecurity as well. So instead of data localization, actually, entities need to think about the broader cybersecurity framework and a strong encryption controls. If we talk about the fraud perspective, a lot of the financial entities, they have global fraud databases and fraud engines where they can consolidate the data. They can get better results in terms of fraud prevention and cybersecurity results. But if we'll restrict it into a particular region they don't get those kind of fraud analysis results or fraud evaluation results from the that set of data because they could they can't consolidate it with the global data or with their entire data set data localization norms can actually limit the ability of indian companies from fully realizing the benefit of the data processors and the cloud if you see the cloud the concept of cloud itself is you can get the resource from Anywhere at any point of time, but when we limit it at particular region, particular country, even attackers are aware that if you have to target particular entities data and there is a data localization norm, which particular set of IPs they have to target because they know that the data will be stored in particular region or particular uh, country, so we need to. Think about the data localization from a broader perspective. We need to understand that where it is leading and actually what is the objective uh, which we are trying to protect. Uh, But with the cloud providers, I think customers have all the options open. They can decide where they want to store the data, what type of data they want to store. So these options are completely with the customers and they can use cloud without bothering about these concerns.
0: Okay, so another important concern for banks which is Forensics and Fraud Investigations. In a traditional setup, forensic expert will get a backup tape to set shop and start investigation. How can a public cloud service provider be of assistance here?
1: So we have to categorize this question uh, in two parts. So one part is when there is some information which is already available in the customer environment so within cloud also there are two environments one which is completely managed owned and controlled by customer and second part which is not visible to the customer which is managed by cloud provider so customer need to make sure that they are putting all event related alerting and triggers in place so that if there is any incident or if there is any event they can get alert in proper manner and they can take the Respective actions. Most of the time that we have seen is that customers have all the information that they want for their forensic investigation purpose. But in some time, if customer needs some additional information, there are mechanisms that customers can request cloud providers for such information, and cloud providers can provide those information, uh, which are kind of contractual obligation sometime, and uh, there are service terms which are associated. On top of that, most of these uh, cloud providers are PCI DSS compliant and has a shared responsibility matrix. They have obligation to provide information which is related with that particular customer environment. So there are enough uh, controls in place. There are number of tools which helps customer to create a forensic lab setup in the cloud itself. So actually, uh, forensic investigators can create a mechanism where they can either extract all the information or they can create
0: a lab setup in the cloud itself to do the forensic investigation. And continuing on the same question, how does a cloud service provider help in the incidence of a data breach? A Lot of cloud
1: providers, they, they give the ownership of the data to the customer. So if there is a event which is completely in customer control, customer's environment, and there is no uh, impact from the underlying layers, I think customers can resolve their issues as per their internal policies, their procedures, and their incident management uh, processes. If there is any event which is due to underlying uh, underlying layer, the cloud providers need to follow their, int- I mean, their Incident management and most of these cloud providers are very conscious about these events because For them. It's about million of customers that they are hosting. So it's not about the one customer that they have to uh, They have to make sure that uh, It's it's protected. They have to take care of all the customers that are using cloud. So they are more conscious They have dedicated teams and they have made a lot of investment in the security considering the economy of a scale So if you talk about a bank uh, the investment that they can make in security versus a cloud provider can make. Definitely a cloud provider can make a better investment in security in terms of skills, services, technology, because uh, the impact of security is larger on the
0: uh, these cloud provider side. So Swati, from a governance perspective, what exactly is the position of a cloud service provider? Would it be an intermediary processor or a joint controller of the data?
1: So if I talk about these definition in Indian scenario, uh, the definition of fiduciary and data subject, data controllers are still to be in final phase. Once we see the PDP, the cloud providers remains as data processor. Uh, Most of these cloud providers, they, give complete data ownership and data controller responsibility to the customers itself. And they make sure that the controls which they have as data processors, customers have visibility to those controls in terms of third party validation reports. So if you have to understand whether cloud providers have adequate physical security controls in place, uh, they can provide you SOC2 reports or PCIDS's DSS uh, report which covers requirement 9 or they can provide you ISO 27,000 reports which can give customer a kind of comfort that the controls which are not visible to customer are in place and have been validated by third party independent auditors and customers have access to those reports on, on kind of self-service basis.
0: Well, it is interesting to know this cross-standard approach when associating the responsibilities and ownership around data. Let's talk about another major security standard out there, which is PCI. Now, PCI has stringent guidelines on data segmentation and encryption requirements. Again, how can these requirements be addressed in a cloud model?
1: For cloud providers, one thing that is very important, when you are choosing a service in a cloud, you have to make sure that those particular services are in PCI scope, in the uh, PCI scope of cloud provider. Otherwise, sometimes it can be very challenging that you can meet those uh, uh, PCI compliance requirement uh, by using those service if it's not in a scope. So once you have confirmed that these PCI requirements have been covered, audited and have been included in the attestation of compliance of the cloud provider, customers can use these services. For segmentation, uh, cloud providers, they have mechanism of virtual private cloud. They can set the boundaries. They can establish the traffic monitoring rules. They can establish that what traffic can come from one instance to another instance. So the controls which are available within the customer environment can be set to make sure that the segmentation and isolation requirements can be established. For underlying layer, how cloud providers are making sure that the instances are separated or the resources are not leaking information from one resource to another resource, these controls has to be tested and most of the time these controls are being tested in the PCI DSS attestation of these cloud providers. Customers need to make sure that they are segregating their environment properly. They are using virtual private clouds and they are making sure that the traffic rules, network traffic rules have been established properly. On top of that, when it comes to encryption, uh, there are two parts of encryption. One is most of the default encryption mechanism which is being provided by the cloud providers. And on top of that, customers can also Implement their encryption. They can use client-side or server-side encryption with their own keys For PCI environment it is uh, recommended that customers are using their keys and they are not uh, Completely relying on the default encryptions. They can enable default encryptions on top of that. They can use their Encryption to make sure that they have encryption and decryption keys with them so that they have better level of of uh, security and control over their data
0: so what are the ways in which an organization can align itself better to maximize the benefits it is getting out of a cloud service
1: pcsse came with one very great tool that is a called uh, that, that's called responsibility matrix uh, document. so i suggest all of my customer that if you are sharing data with anyone or if you are using services Uh, irrespective of cloud or no cloud, use that responsibility matrix to understand that what set of responsibilities remains with you. And based on that, it will give you a clarity that what controls are already being taken care of and what controls need to be deployed by customer in their environment. And if there is any gray area, they can clarify, they can talk to service providers and they can get clarity on that. So using a service uh, uh, provider's responsibility matrix even in the cloud environment can be very, very helpful.
0: Okay, now coming back to cloud adoption and BFSI sector, what according to you would be important factors to consider while selecting a deployment and delivery model?
1: It should be decided based on the internal... Objective internal business objective as well. Uh, I have seen some banks which have decided completely to go on cloud And they they have set their timelines to Decide by when they will migrate completely on cloud Uh, Some are uh, choosing hybrid model. They want some set up in their data centers uh, some set up in the cloud and they want to evaluate the benefits that are coming from both models and based on that they can uh, move to the cloud over the time uh they are also considering the type of applications which can be moved easily which can be a low-hanging fruit for them for such i mean for such applications they are choosing cloud for applications which are heavy lifting applications and which cannot be migrated so easily they are deciding to keep those applications in data centers and over the time once re-engineering and redesigning of those applications are done they can
0: move to cloud So, Swati, who are the real champions of the BFSI sector, according to you, who are leading the way when it comes to cloud adoption?
1: Fintechs are doing great in terms of uh, cloud adoption because they have a clear vision that what they want to focus on. They want to give their customers a best kind of experience and they understand that cloud is elastic, cloud is secure, cloud is cost saving and they can go global within minute using cloud. So I think fintechs are taking the best advantage or best benefits of the cloud. And that's why you will see some tremendous uh, leaders in the fintech sector uh, that are doing really, really great. And they are providing best of the services to the customers. And they are giving tough competitions to traditional banks.
0: Yeah, that is very well pointed out. So as we are nearing the end of this lovely session, I would request you to provide our listeners with a concluding remark. Sure. So one thing that
1: I would like to focus is that when you see some uh, regulatory guideline, please read it in detail and just don't go by anticipation. Do an analysis with your internal compliance teams. Involve your legal team and talk to cloud providers legal teams and compliance team to understand those implications Sometimes i have seen that customers are making decision based on interpretation of the regulatory requirements which is a kind of uh, a difficult situation because uh, they they are prohibiting themselves uh, using some technology which can be very very great for uh, their business so they should interpret the regulations in correct way. They can take help of experts, internal, external. They can involve third party auditors, consultants like you, uh, so that they can give give them an independent view of that technology usage as per the compliance requirement. And I tell most of my customer that if you feel that we are giving you a biased opinion, uh, please take help of these security experts that are available in the industry, including uh, crossbow lab or some great players which are there in the industry and they can give you a independent opinion about the regulatory posture technology usage and the
0: compliance well uh, thank you so much swati for signing off with the thought-provoking concluding remark and also for adorning top shouts with your presence i will be looking forward to have you back on top shouts soon and uh, thank you thank you once again Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for being with us on this episode. Don't forget to give us a shout at crossbowlabs.com for all the suggestions, queries, and feedback. And visit our website, crossbowlabs.com for more resources. We assure you to meet you soon with another intriguing round of discussions. So stay tuned.